0: Hello. Welcome. Hey there. Hi there. Oh there. Oh man. <laughs> We're just in a silly goofy mood today. <laughs> uh Welcome to Partners in Fright. I promised myself that I wouldn't say, um, or, uh, this episode, and I've already said it once, so this is off to a great start. (laughs) Welcome back to 50 Nights, 50 Frights, Mm -hmm. and we are back this week with Joe's Pick.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I have chosen a, I would say it's an obscure film. A lot of people that I've, like, talked to about this have never heard of it, let alone seen it. Um, so... My pick is the 2009 Australian horror film, The Loved Ones. And it's really hard to find unless you have it on Blu-ray. We somehow found it on Pluto TV.
0: And it's free. It is? Yeah. I mean, With sh- ads. Yeah,
1: shit ton of commercials. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, anyways, I Devin was asking me how I found out about this. And I discovered it in college. And I believe it was from one of my roommates. So... Tyler, if you're listening, thank you, my friend. I love this movie so much. I haven't seen it in a in a long time, and just watching it again, I've been like reliving these like nostalgic, I guess, memories or something from like college days. Yeah, and it's it's unique, and I don't know. I, I rewatching this, I couldn't put my finger on exactly why I love this movie so much. But it's it's a wild ride. There's definitely a couple of things that happen that come out of nowhere and I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. So what what are your you've seen this?
0: Yeah, okay. you showed okay. it to me, uh, I have a I terrible
1: didn't... memory. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think you showed it to me when we were dating mm-hmm. and like I remember watching it on your MacBook. Right. Which I was thinking about that earlier today and like all the movies you used to have on your mac legally absolutely
1: absolutely legally no
0: question about it (laughs) Uh, (laughs) if we cracked it open if it somehow had would like still turn on i think it's from like 2011 so it probably will not actually i know for sure it won't turn on (laughs) i feel like if you cracked it open it just sirens (laughs) Sirens from all angles. <laughs> it's like that Bo Burnham audio uh, on TikTok. That's oh, like, yeah. if you like smoking weed, let me hear you say, "Hell yeah,
2: <laughs>
0: gotcha." <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah I, I used to watch a lot of movies, and I would I would get them different ways.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, yeah, we can we can move past that.
2: Uh-huh.
1: But it got me thinking <clears throat> that I don't really. No, or haven't seen too many Australian horror movies, mm-hmm. and I found a small list of the ones that I have seen um, that I I would recommend. Uh, so we have the Babadook, which that came out not too long ago. It's still kind of
0: I didn't even realize that was Australian.
1: Kind of uh, fresh, yeah. We also have uh, Cargo. It's have you seen that? Or
0: I don't that? think so.
1: Um, Martin. Freeman, I think Martin Freeman, uh, zombie outbreak movie, and he's like in the outback, and he's bit, but he's with his like infant, so he's trying to beat the clock to find a safe place for his his child before he turns.
0: Oh, I don't think I'd like
1: that. It's pretty crazy, but yeah, I think I think that might be a little difficult for you to to watch. But we also have Wolf Creek. <laughs> nothing nothing too special, but I remember seeing that when I was a teenager, and a really, really twisted movie called Lake Mungo, which is, Hmm. oh man, we gotta watch that. It's really fucking weird.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen any of the ones that you just listed, besides Babadook. Yeah, we
1: watched that one together, but anyways, it got me thinking, and that I feel like that's like, it needs to be explored more, so adding more movies to the list, I'm gonna be looking like outside of the U.S. Yeah. For just... Different stuff, you know?
0: Yeah, I think you were mentioning how you felt nostalgic watching it, like, for college days. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, I feel nostalgic watching it, but for when we were, like, dating. Okay. I also kind of wish that I watched this when I was a teenager because Mm -hmm. I feel like I would have really identified with this movie. (laughs) I don't (laughs) know. I I feel like I would have really liked it as a teenager. Right. And it's like, it only came out three years later than, you know, the movies that have been on my list so far. Mm Mm-hmm. But I didn't see it until I was an adult.
1: Yeah, and even though it's just three years apart, it feels like it was made in a totally different, I guess, generation. It has a totally different feel to it. And I also. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I also think that because it's made by, like, you know, an Australian filmmaker and it's more of an independent flick, then it's going to have a way different feel than, you know, like Saw or The Hills Have Eyes.
0: Yeah, and I was just going to say, I think that it's funny you said that it feels. As though it's been made in a different time because it it felt like Drive to me, but as a horror movie.
1: Like Ryan Gosling Drive?
0: Yes, yeah. like the color scheme. Oh, yeah. Okay. The soundtrack. The soundtrack, yep. I feel like, is very similar to Drive. Kinda, yeah. I think that might just be because, like, you listen to a lot of movie soundtracks, mm-hmm. like, just on your own. Yeah. And, like, you know, I'll obviously be with you when you're listening to them. And right. I know that, the song, the main song in this movie, has been on your playlist, for, you know, since I think you watched it, and then you yeah. also listen to the Drive soundtrack a lot.
1: Which, uh, <laughs> for you guys listening, if you are just curious, the Drive soundtrack is phenomenal. It's, I think, it's by Cliff Martinez, kind of like not techno music, but I, I don't know what genre to to place it. I
0: mean, in. I would place it in techno. <clears throat>
1: But it's like, it's calm.
0: Yeah, it's like a soft... And futuristic. Yeah. Not
1: exactly lo-fi. I don't know. I would check it out. Cliff Martinez, though. His stuff is great.
0: Anyway, the main song in this reminded me of the same kind yeah. of tone as those songs.
1: Right. Keep that in mind. I have, I have music in here's a. I have a couple notes Okay. for that. Uh, but one quick thing before we jump in. I didn't realize, but the... So the director... Sean Byrne. He's only made one other movie after this, and The Loved Ones, I believe, was his first pretty big movie.
0: Oh, really? And what was the second movie?
1: It's called The Devil's Candy. I didn't realize it was by him, but I watched it a couple years ago. Okay. It is much darker. Music plays a very big role in it. Is Um, it
0: also a horror movie? Oh, yeah. Oh.
1: It's very gnarly.
0: Oh, now I want to watch this. Pretty gory.
1: It's... This, like, family, they move, and the father is a painter, and I forget, it's I, he's painting in his his garage, I believe, and it's either the painting or the house itself possesses him, hmm. and uh, that's all I'll, I'll kind of say about it, but it's a wild ride. Like, no. Loved Ones has a couple, like, comedic bits to kind of lighten it up a little bit.
0: Yeah.
1: Devil's Candy is pure, just, like...
0: Okay. Yeah. Raw. Hmm. <laughs> So, speaking of cast and crew, mm-hmm. you told me two minutes into watching this that mm-hmm. the main character Brent is played by the same actor who plays Riley in Twilight Eclipse. <laughs> and You're I'm so excited! <laughs> I'm so excited over this. Oh my god! And it made the watching experience completely different for me. Maybe this, I should have
1: waited to tell you till after the movie.
0: I don't like. Okay. So he's so hot to me in this movie. (laughs) No lie. And in Twilight Eclipse, I fucking hate him. (laughs) So who
1: is he? I don't know if I would know, but.
0: You probably don't. He plays the pawn of Victoria in the third movie, Twilight Eclipse. And so Victoria is like the redheaded... One that... Blur- it's, like,
1: really su- super curly
0: hair. Yeah, Bryce Dallas okay. Howard plays her in Eclipse, but mm-hmm. it was a different actress in the first two Twilights. hmm And then she turns this actor into a vampire, and he's, like, a newborn, so he's... They're, like, super strong, super bloodthirsty, right. and, like, he's creating an army of vampires, like, of newborns for mm-hmm. her, and... And I'm, like, getting really <laughs> into telling you this. Um, so, yeah, he's creating, like, this army for her because he thinks that, you know, they're in love. And really, she's just using him as a pawn. He screams a lot in Eclipse. Mm-hmm. And every time he screamed in this movie, I was like, oh, my, holy shit, this is Riley. <laughs> and
2: right.
0: I had no clue that it was the same guy. I mean, they looked vastly different between these two movies. Right. like. Very, very different. Interesting. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, there's your Twilight history update, right?
0: For the week. I feel like I should have a little segment now because like <laughs> this is the second time that I've talked about Twilight. <laughs> it's my dream to review it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, that played a large part in watching it for me. So we open on Brent, which is Riley and his dad driving. And his dad lights up a cigarette, and I guess Brent doesn't really like him smoking because he gets distracted and looks over. And then there's a random, like, bloodied guy in the middle of the road. So he swerves, but when he swerves, he, like, crashes into a tree. Mm -hmm. And then we just get, like, a title card that says six months later.
1: Yeah, and so with this, they're listening to music in the car, and the dad's singing along, and Brent is you know, being a teenager and like, you know, slightly like embarrassed and, but you could tell there's a lot of love, Yeah. you know, the the way they're kind of, you know, their conversations going back and forth.
0: Yeah. And just looking at each other.
1: Yeah. So this is just one example of music having a pretty big role in the movie and in the actors' lives in the movie. Yeah. But you're right. So there was a distraction and uh, we later learn like he's learning how to drive. Right, like I guess he just got his license, or he's like
0: yeah, because they're practicing. For they're it. teenagers in this movie, <clears throat> right? And because his girlfriend later says that he, she just got her permit, mm-hmm. so they're around that age.
2: Did you
1: catch what was on the Stranger?
0: My first watch, I didn't. Okay. This watch, I think this is only my second time watching it, and uh, I saw it.
1: Okay. Yes, yeah, so but on, I
0: think I was looking for it.
1: I won't spoil it, but you see something like bloody and like.
0: I, I feel know. like we can just like talk about spoilers <laughs> because I don't know if it okay. really matters. Yeah, all right. Um, but yeah, there's like a heart on his chest
1: with yeah with initials LS, mm-hmm. but it's it's super quick, and Brent swerves around this stranger and heads straight into the tree, just completely fucking up his car.
0: Yeah. And I think we open on Brent and his friend Jamie at lockers, and Brent looks a little bit different now. He looks more sullen, I guess. Yeah,
1: and this is six months after the accident.
0: Yeah. Um, And he, like, he honestly just has a very depressed vibe to him.
1: Yeah, and the indication is He's
0: got longer hair. (laughs) Yeah, the indication
1: is that his dad was lost in the accident. He died.
0: Yeah. Looks like he hasn't showered in six months. The whole six months. (laughs) Yeah, very (laughs) scraggly. So then Jamie makes a comment that like Holly's parents are overseas. Jamie asks Brent if he has any plans for the dance tonight and Mm -hmm. I think Brent just says he's going to smoke and hang out. And then Jamie's like, Holly's parents are overseas and you're just going to smoke and hang out. But then he sees this girl walk by, who's another goth baddie. Reminded me of October (laughs) from our last watch. And he asks her out and he like freaks out because she says yes. And Mm -hmm. he definitely wasn't expecting that. And then Lola (laughs) comes up to... Uh, Brent's locker and asks him to the dance but he says that he's already going with Holly
1: and he politely yeah, declines. Yeah. he wasn't a dick about it
0: no he was sweet yeah he, and he,
1: he's wearing a metallica shirt and like a plaid shirt on top of that and looks very you know like a stoner metal head mm-hmm. and it, he looks like he would he would be expected to say you know he would laugh in her face and say no or something like that but he's hes like, no, sorry, sorry. He kept, he kept saying sorry. You
0: know, yeah. Like, I'm you going know what? with Holly. Big Eddie Munson vibes from him. Just like a yeah, very I, hard exterior, but like sweet.
1: Yeah. And not demeanor. as, not as out- outgoing, but yeah, much no. darker. <laughs> I mean, he
0: also, you know, lost his dad and is blaming himself for, mm-hmm. you know, essentially killing his dad. Right. Eddie Munson wasn't going through that. <laughs> Yeah, true. So Brent and Holly are in the car together, and they're getting a little hot and heavy. (laughs) (laughs) Which I was thinking about it when we were watching this scene, that out of all the movies that we've watched so far, and this is our 11th episode, there has been very minimal nudity. Because the whole trope of, like, you know, sex and horror movies and, you know, exploiting women, blah, blah, blah.
1: (laughs) Maybe we're not going campy enough. We need to go more camp.
0: I don't know. I Well, you know what? Let me retract that. And there's been nudity, but not a lot of sex.
1: I think you're thinking of 80s slasher summer camp. Yeah. Le,
0: yeah. I'm thinking yeah. of like Friday the 13th. Right. I was surprised that this is, I think, our second sex scene mm-hmm. that we've had. And they're underage, so this makes it a little awkward. But anyway... So they are getting hot and heavy in the car, and Holly keeps asking him who asked him to the dance.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. And he doesn't really want to give it up, and he doesn't. And I think she goes down on him, and then it pans up to the car window, and you just see Lola standing there and watching Right, the so there's them.
1: two important things with this scene. One is
0: oh yes, you
1: get a taste of Lola is. She's just outside, and she's just staring at them through the car,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: it comes up really quick. But the other thing is they show uh, Brent has a razor blade attached to his necklace,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and when Holly takes off a shirt, you see he's been cutting where his ribs are. Yep. Immediately you know he, that's kind of how he's dealing with the loss of his father, and maybe mm-hmm. he's feeling responsible for it. So he's inflicting harm on himself.
0: Yeah. And he also has a hard time saying, I love you. When, Like, I think Holly says it to him and he...
1: He just kisses her back
2: and...
0: Yeah, he doesn't say it back. Right. And she makes a comment about him being emotionally stunted. Mm-hmm. And then his mom offers up cab money when she finds out that Holly got her permit and is going to drive her to... I'm sorry, going to drive him to the dance. And Brent is like, why bother? It's still a car, which, yes, like, totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. But grief also doesn't make sense. And she says, but they're experienced. And then he says, and I wasn't, so dad died. And then she doesn't say anything back, and he just kind of walked past her.
1: Yeah, there's a couple times in this movie where the mom is presented with that same question of, does she blame her son for her husband's death? And they get interrupted, so it's like a—it's very ambiguous. Mm-hmm. She doesn't give an answer, um, but I think this is where Holly knocks on the door. I believe
0: no, Holly doesn't knock on the door. He runs out.
2: With oh, the okay. dog. Okay, yeah.
0: And he—he's like listening to music, and he's got the razor blade in his hand, and he's just gripping it so tight that he's bleeding everywhere. <laughs> right. But real quick though, about the mom uh, not really like answering the question. Like, I feel like to some extent, if she's being honest with herself, she'd have to say yes. Right. I, like, I feel like it's, um, like, in Hereditary.
2: hmm
0: You know, when, like, the Nat Wolf's, is it Nat Wolf or Alex Wolf?
1: I think it's Nat.
0: When he, like, oh. kills his sister, and then there's that intense dinner table scene.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, I know what you mean, yeah.
0: But you're right, we never get an answer from her.
1: Well, that would be a super incredibly difficult thing to... Go through, yeah. Well, go through, but also, like, admit. Oh, yeah. If that's what you're thinking. Yeah.
0: Or if that's how you're feeling. So Brent is climbing up, like, a cliffside, and he's hanging off with one hand, and he's just kind of, like, leaning back, closing his eyes, and, you know, you can see that he's thinking about taking his own life. Then all of a sudden, he slips. I love this whole scene. Mm -hmm. Because he slips, and then he grabs onto the wall, and he's like, oh, fuck, you know? Yeah. And then he climbs all the way up to the top of the cliff, and you can see, like, he really doesn't want to kill himself. And I feel like that's, so like, we're getting Mm -hmm. a little deep today. Yeah. um, So often the case with people who are, you know, self-harming, they don't actually want to die. They're just, they need help. Yeah, and
1: it wasn't you know, flat out said or super clear in the movie, but I think he was kind of flirting with death a little bit just to yeah. feel closer to his dad. But you're right, the last minute when he slips and he clings onto the like the wall there, he obviously doesn't wanna Yeah. Kill himself.
0: Which I think is like so well placed, mm-hmm. you know, because what he's about to go through mm-hmm. You need that backstory of this moment Mm
2: -hmm. of him
0: deciding, yes, I want to live. Killing myself is not something that I want to do. Right. So he gets up to the top of the cliff and uh, he smokes weed, and his dog starts barking. But like he's kind of out of it, you know, he's high, so he doesn't really register. And then his mom calls his cell phone and. uh, I actually had to check with you when we were watching it if he answers, and he does, which is obviously important. (laughs) Um, But he answers the call, and then immediately when he answers, um, like, a man comes up behind him with a chloroform rag and Mm -hmm. drags him off.
1: And that's why the dog was barking.
0: Right. Trying to alert him. Yeah, he saw the man coming out. he had his
1: music in. He couldn't hear shit.
0: So Jamie is getting ready for his date to the dance. With his goth baddie date, whose name is Mia Valentine, which, what a great name <laughs> for this character. And he jokes that he, like, couldn't find the roses in black. Oh, and so he, like she's
1: all in black? Her yeah. Dresses, yeah.
0: Yeah. And her mom and dad want to take a picture. He, like, does the hand hover on mm-hmm. her shoulder. <laughs> it's so cute. And I forgot. Des-
1: describe his dance
0: oh <laughs> attire. So like those fake tuxedo shirt and a tan suit and pants yeah, get up. It looks
2: awful. It's
0: so <laughs> good and bad at the same time. <laughs> and yeah, so he does like the hand hover on her shoulder. And he's just so like lovably awkward. And I actually forgot about like all these separate storylines because mm-hmm. like we're with Brent and you know, spoiler, Lola and her family, and then we've got Jamie and Mia, and then mm-hmm. we've got a little bit of Mia's parents.
1: A little bit,
2: yeah. And
0: then who is, um, the police chief is mm-hmm. her dad. Right. Also, we have, like, Holly and Brent's mom, Carla, is her name.
1: Yeah, and, like, that's another reason why I love this movie is a bunch of little different stories, but they're all connected by, like, one yeah. theme. and. This movie is filled with uh, obsession and grief, and how people deal with both of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie, you know, focuses on the unhealthy <laughs> 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 ways of dealing with grief, whether yeah. it be, you know, self torture, sex, drugs. I mean, you know, to a certain extent. Yeah, um, but it's it's interesting how
0: and murder.
2: <laughs> Murder.
1: Um, But this this movie is, I think you hit the nail on the head. It is a lot deeper than what you get on the surface. Yeah. It's really, really well written as well.
0: Yeah. I think my only critique, and I I don't know if I should save this for the end or not, but like that the storylines aren't, there's not enough spots where they all converge together for me. Like, okay. Like, kind of like in Stranger Things Season 4, mm-hmm. I know I keep bringing this up, but whatever, where they're all kind of separate for most of the season, and then you're like, okay, when are they going to get together? You know what I mean?
1: Oh, yeah. There's no... There's no satisfaction of...
0: All of them ever. coming together ever. Yeah. Right. I get that. Oh, the police chief being like Mia's dad is, like, sort of not really important because um the dog is, like, sniffing... At Jamie, and she, like, asks if he has any more weed, and he's like, that's why your dog was sniffing my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Holly shows up at Brent's house to pick him up for the dance, and his mom asks if she knows where he is, and she doesn't. And then mm-hmm. they're kind of, like, trying to figure out collectively you know where he might be. And then all of a sudden, I think I don't know, they somebody makes a move to like leave the house or something. Maybe Holly leaves to go in her car to like look for him. But when they open the door, and I'm so sorry to <laughs> I'm so sorry that we keep choosing these these movies. <laughs> we don't
1: we don't do this on purpose. But Devin's
0: <laughs> the dog is stabbed. <clears throat> and crawling he crawled back home the
1: poor dog Ugh. yeah so they open the front door and they see Brent's dog yeah pretty much crawling towards the front door and then Holly i guess throws the dog like in the passenger seat and she starts driving
0: like to an emergency vet yeah yeah
1: and they they make it pretty clear that the dog is
0: yeah cuz they uh the it's the
1: bre- the breathing it...
0: and they just Show yeah. her, like, pull over. Like, they don't show anything inside the car. They just show, like, her car, and mm-hmm. she just slows down and pulls over, and you and know it's, that...
1: it's nothing gory like the dog in The Hills Have Eyes. No. Nothing like that. It's just pretty Which much...
0: honestly kind of makes it worse. <laughs> so, yeah, and the dog was stabbed, and that makes uh, Brent's mom call Mr. Valentine, the police chief. hmm And... He, originally, like, he's, like, you know, Brent has done this before.
1: Yeah, he ran. he's run away before. He'll
0: come back. He always does. And then she's, like, they stabbed the dog. And he's, like, who stabbed the dog?
1: Shit's about to get real. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, Jamie drops uh, Mia off at the dance. This is such a quick scene of them, like, arriving to the dance and... He does a little car slide, but he completely fucking fumbles it.
1: Like, sliding over the hood. Yeah. Trying to act cool.
0: And he calls her milady. I love Jamie. <laughs> like, I could have have a whole movie about Jamie. He was great. But, like, it was so short. There's such a short, like, comedic... It felt like two different movies, Honestly, like, going back and forth. Because it felt bit, like yeah. a, like, teen comedy, and then it felt like a horror movie.
1: Yeah, they had um, <clears throat> they had a pretty lengthy scene of them smoking pot in the car, and I felt like it just it kept going on a little too long. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get back to, you know, where Brent is and, yeah. and what's going on with his end of the story.
0: Yeah, because after he gets taken, we don't see him for a while, and then we learn that the guy who grabbed Brent is actually Lola's dad, and he picked up some fried chicken and a possum on the way home, which I thought was so thoughtful of him. <laughs> and then they show Lola's room and there's lots of doll sex, like lots of Barbies.
2: In
1: <laughs> precarious Yeah, did positions? you notice that? Mm-hmm,
0: okay. yeah. I was like, I'm a little concerned if you didn't notice that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that it's probably time for her to put the Barbies away. And she's got, like, a little, like, I called it a burn book, just from Mean Girls. Oh, God. (laughs) But it's, like, it's all pink, and it's, like, a scrapbook, so it makes sense. And her dad comes in, and he has, like, a new dress for her and shoes. Wait, do we know at this point that Brent is, like, in the car? I think we do. I think it's just, like, heavily implied. It's no secret.
1: I forget if it's right before or right after, but the dad Lola's dad oh, opens wait, up wait, the wait. trunk. It's
0: right before, yeah. He opens up the trunk <clears> and right. then she like checks to make sure he's breathing.
1: Yeah, Brett, Brett's in there and she thinks he's dead and she's like you could tell right off the bat she's spoiled. She's like, you know, Daddy, he's dead.
0: Yeah, no and, fucking nutcase.
1: Oh, <laughs> <I'll> just wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much crazier.
0: Uh, this guy wants to fuck his daughter.
1: Okay, you just jumped. Way ahead. Um,
0: no, it's right. It's no, we're you right here. Way he, ahead. He gave her a new dress and shoes, and then she starts undressing. Okay, I maybe I did jump a little bit, but like she starts undressing in the room with him. Yeah, and, and he wants to fuck her. He
1: he lingers. He's staring at her. And There's
0: way more than lingering. It
1: is. It's pretty pretty uncomfortable. But they. The, the, The movie does a really good job at establishing this family dynamic, which is very unsettling, very unhealthy.
0: No, they have a very healthy family dynamic. Oh, my God. (laughs) So Brent wakes up at the dinner table. There's a disco ball going.
2: Which, by
1: the way, Brent is wearing a tux. Right. And it fits him perfectly.
0: I don't know. Maybe it's like... I don't know. I've always thought of
1: this. In, oh, well,
0: that's, in mo- yeah. Well,
1: like, movies and shows, if somebody's, like, I don't know, if somebody picked up a stranger on the side of the road and they're in their underwear, it's like, oh, hey, you know what? I'll help you out, man. I got some clothes. It's like, the chances of clothes fitting, exactly.
0: Yeah, I feel are, that way more about, like, boots It's than so clothing. easy. Oh, like, shoes Or, like, or shoes, like, or, like shoes, yeah. Yeah. If somebody gets, like, a pair of shoes.
1: Every time I see them, I'm like, ah, that's just, that's a little too easy.
0: Yeah. I think they showed that in, like, some World War Two movie or something where, like, they were, um, I have no idea what movie this was.
1: I think you're talking about Saving Private Ryan.
0: I don't think I've ever seen that movie, so I really don't think I am.
1: There's a soldier who's trying on different shoes.
0: Okay, this was, like, he's picking up, like, different bodies and checking the shoe sizes before he puts them on.
1: Oh, gotcha. Okay.
0: Is that Saving Private Ryan?
1: Not sure. Um, listeners, I just poked myself
2: in the eye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing about that.
1: Can't, uh, I can't think right now, but... Oh, my God, that hurt. Anyways.
0: So, disco ball. Brent wakes up oh, at that's right. the dinner table with a disco ball. He's in a tuxedo. There's sad-looking balloons everywhere. <laughs> and... um. We've got Lola, her dad, and her mom, which, like, you're kind of questioning whether or not this is even her mom, because she only refers to her as mom, like, one time in the movie.
1: Right. Other than that, they call her Bright Eyes.
0: And they also refer to her, I think, right in the beginning by her name, or, like, Ross? Ross. Oh, I,
1: I must have missed that. I don't know. Um. But, yeah, like, the whole house is, like, a makeshift Dance, pretty much.
0: Right there's like a banner uh, uh, over the windows that says like "Last Dance," yeah, in end of school, school. dance yeah. or something like that. French chair is also like bolted to the ground, and his you know his arms are tied behind his back. And her mom has like a mark on her forehead, and it looks like some kind of like bullet wound. And uh, we learn more about yeah, that. Yeah,
1: it kind of looks like if someone took like a cigarette and just like right s- you know, burned the skin.
0: And Lola's dad helps her inject some stuff into Brent's neck, and it looked like it came from, like, a Gatorade bottle, but it's some kind of blue liquid.
1: Yeah, I'm wondering if it's some kind of homemade, like, sedative or something?
0: Well, it's not a sedative. It's for his voice. That's why they say... So they say in unison, like, really creepy, like, we can't hear you and but say,
1: like, an Australian
0: accent. I can't do an Australian accent. I'm terrible <laughs> at it. Uh, but, Arr and <laughs> every, every time that the dad talked, I thought about the dad and Bluey, and I then I thought about, like, Bluey's family doing this, and I felt terrible. No, don't,
1: don't do that to Bluey. <laughs>
0: Bluey's family would never. They would talk about their feelings. Anyway, so they inject it into his neck, and then it... Like takes away his voice. Like he can't talk anymore. That it do- makes sense, it doesn't cause... like it doesn't sedate him. It just mm-hmm. kinda
1: Yeah, now that I'm thinking back on it, he doesn't really talk the entire time. Yeah. At all, actually, yeah.
0: Yeah, because I think later when she's like forcing him to answer if it's finger licking good, um <laughs> he can't say anything. He just right. nods. So Lola and Brent want to take, well, Brent doesn't, but uh, Lola makes her dad take a picture of her and Brent together. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's the like same. The dance. Yeah. So it's the same kind of like, you know, sequence of events that Jamie and me are doing kind of. Like, it's this like yeah, weird, like, mirror- like juxtaposition yeah. and, yeah, like, mirroring each other, mm-hmm. like, what Jamie and Mia's experience at the dances versus what, you know, Brent and Lola's experience. It was the is. best
1: of times, it was the worst of
0: times. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then Lola takes a picture with, like, her mom and Brent. And when her dad takes the picture, Lola, like, grabs her mom's hair to make her, like, yell out. And her dad thinks that it's the flash that's bothering her but it's Mm -hmm. lola like ripping her hair out yeah
1: at this point i was like okay obviously lola or princess as her dad lovingly calls her i'm trying to figure out is this nature or nurture she's a fucking psychopath and it had to start somewhere right you know so i feel like the dad started this but you know i mean that's the age old question you know is nature versus nurture kind of deal
0: yeah, I, I think know. it's because, a mix. Like, it has to be. Clearly, a mix. like, she's so spoiled that she gets whatever she wants. And it seems that as soon as she's taking an interest in boys and not getting what she wants out of those relationships or, mm-hmm. like, not having her feelings being reciprocated, then, like, it's almost like a way overprotective dad syndrome. You know, like, he's. Right. So I don't know. You're right. Because we don't see any other inkling that her dad is like a psychopath besides basically doing her bidding.
1: Yeah. There's a couple times where she requests something and he immediately perks up and was like, all right, let's do it.
0: Yeah, because he wants to fuck her. Oh, perfect. My next note is um, Lola also wants to fuck her dad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's...
0: (laughs) So she, like, makes this, like, face at her dad after he's, like, you know, consoling the mom for calling out with the flash. Mm -hmm. And Lola's, like, I don't know. She makes this, like, evil smile at her dad And then Lola asks her dad at the dinner table, like, who's prettier, if it's her or her mom. Mm -hmm. And her dad looks, like, really awkward in answering that, like... Yeah. And he kind of makes, like, a diplomatic answer, like, oh, well, you both look really pretty tonight.
2: Right.
0: Her mom isn't eating because she's fucking catatonic. I don't even think that we see her move her limbs at all in the entire movie. Right and Lola is starts like shoving food in her mouth and this is like it's so gross cuz she like takes like a drumstick and is just like shoving it in her mouth and she's not eating it and she's like kind of choking and mm-hmm. then she takes like milk and does the same thing where it's just like she's yeah, not and drinking just, like, falls it falls out of just, her like, mouth yeah like our toddler drinking water <laughs> you know
1: <laughs> Well, Lola's like you know we wouldn't want you to get too thin otherwise daddy won't like you anymore right and of course, the chicken's like all greasy. And, and that
0: chicken looks fucking disgusting. You just hear like this. Stop! Why? You... Nobody wants to hear that.
1: I like making the sounds. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, and then Lola does the same thing with Brent, and has like the drumstick in his face, and is mm-hmm. like doing an airplane. And she like asks him if it's finger licking good, and he pretty much like refuses to like eat and or say anything. And her dad grabs a hammer and puts it on the table, and she, like, asks him again. And then her dad, like, hammers the table Mm -hmm. in, like, a A threatening, yeah. And she asks him again, and he nods his head. And then she asks him to show him, or I'm sorry, to show her, and makes him suck her finger and then starts moaning in front of her parents. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and her dad like stands up, and then she like snaps out of it and stops
1: yeah yeah there's there's little tidbits here and there of just it's it's unsettling, like you yeah. don't know where the movie's gonna go next, yeah, kinda you know,
0: and Brent, well, yeah, this is a great part where it goes next, mm-hmm. because Brent says that he needs to pee, and then Lola. Takes up there's the milk. Why is there milk? This is like the second movie that there's.
2: <laughs> it's good watching. for the bones.
0: Uh, so she like shrugs this fucking milk, and it like a close up of her face, and she like smacks her lips open, and she's like, ah. and, oh, yeah, like and there's like there's like, like there's like strings of milk. There's like stru- yeah,
1: these like strings of uh, saliva like between like her milky lips and teeth, saliva. But,
0: uh, uh, then she, like, takes the cup and <laughs> pulls his dick out at the dinner table and is, like, peeing the cup.
2: hmm
0: The shit that she says is so, A, innocent, and B, unnerving. Well,
1: yeah, because then she, like, loons in and she's like, <laughs> like, do you have to go ones or twos?
0: Yeah, and then she <laughs> says, uh, are you telling porcupines? Because she thinks that she's, he's lying when he says that he needs to pee. Right. It's just weird and unsettling. It's
1: also smart. I mean, not really intelligent, but most movies, oh, I got I to gotta pee. All right, it's around the corner. Don't try anything funny. Right, but escape. he's, like,
0: fucking bolted to the ground and, like, tied up. So I really doubt that they're going to, like, you know, fully untie him so that right. he can take a piss. And then, so she's sitting there with the cup, and nothing's happening. And she asks if, you know, he was lying, and then... She tells him that he has 10 seconds to go or her dad's going to nail it to the chair.
1: And the dad grabs a hammer and a nail and walks up right behind Brent.
0: Yeah. And, it, <laughs> like, he's struggling.
1: Talk about performing under pressure. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Struggling
0: very hard to pee. And
1: so she, yeah, she's counting down.
0: Yeah, he finally pees on nine.
1: <sighs> One oh, my
0: God. And then she is staring at it and says... It's crying. I better kiss it better. Ugh. Yep. And then she says, or should I bite it off so she can never kiss it again? Because Referring to Holly. Yeah.
1: I think she's a little bit jealous.
0: Mm, yeah. A little bit crazy. <laughs> she's just in a silly, goofy mood. <laughs> Brent, like, drop kicks her into the table and then, like, slips his hands out and then hops away. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. right. I love his little hop. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then the dad gets in the truck and there's like a little chase scene, but it doesn't go too far because Brent climbs a tree and her dad crashes into it and then they like throw rocks to get him down and he like fucking ragdolls onto the car <laughs> and then he's right back where he started, which is at the table tied up. Um and then the, the dad takes his shoes off and like puts his feet very nicely together, like, flat on the ground, and then uh, hammers knives into his feet while Lola uh, sits on top of him and tells him to cry, but this fucker isn't crying. No. No. He's a a
1: tough bad boy. Yep. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Then we switch back to, you know, the other storylines, and Mr. Valentine finds Brent's iPod and his weed at the cliffside, and then Holly and his mom are hanging out, and this is the other part of the movie where, you know, mm-hmm. her blaming him comes up because she says to Holly, he thinks I blame him, and then Holly says, do you? But, um, oh, and then And then they get cut off because... The, the
1: knock on the door.
0: Yeah, the, the chief of police is there and, you know, lets them know that he found his stuff, so... And
1: his phone was smashed to shit, too. That was in the bag as well.
0: Yeah, and was it bloody? It
1: looked, I, I'm not sure.
0: It could have been from, from the, dog. the dog. Yeah. P D O G. I don't We never learned the dog's name either. No. Nah. Lola goes through like a scrapbook with Brent of all the boys that she's ever like had over before, and it starts very young, like elementary school young,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then she goes through and. Brent's not really paying attention. He's just kind of like staring off, dissociating, <laughs> and mm-hmm. then, uh, but he does perk up because she mentions one got away, and his name was Timmy Valentine. The very first time that we watched this movie, mm-hmm. I didn't put two and two together that it was like I I didn't put two and two together at this point in the movie. I did later on because obviously they like spell it out mm-hmm. for you, but that's Mia's brother, right. which. So she's dealing with her grief of her brother being lost, right? And they don't and even she's know. She's not just like you know a goth teenage. Yeah, and know. like they don't have answers on him either. Like they, nobody found his body. Right. Like he's just missing.
1: Yeah, and in the scrapbook that um, Lola is showing Brent, it's like school pictures of these guys, yeah. but also like some like clippings of from the newspaper. You know, boy missing. Whatever. Yeah.
0: That also made me think of, like, earlier when uh, Carla calls the police chief, Mr. Valentine, um, Mm -hmm. with, you know, Brent being missing. And he's saying, you know, oh, he does this a lot. Like, he always comes back. We see, like, the mom, the Valentine mom, like, turn over in bed. She looks sad, and I think it's because, like, you know, her son disappeared and never came home, but mm-hmm. then Brent has like this affinity for running away, and like you and know, always she comes
2: back. Yeah. yeah,
0: this is when Lola draws a heart on Brent's chest with the LS, like the same as a Timmy or Timothy oh, yeah. had in the beginning. She
1: takes a fork and carves. Oh yeah, right with a fork,
0: and then her dad like throws salt on it. She says, like, not too much because it's bad for you. And then takes the salt, uncaps it, and just fucking dumps the whole thing on his chest.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I thought it was Parmesan cheese. At first.
2: <laughs> really?
0: Yeah, because it, like, it looked like a bottle of craft Parmesan cheese because it was green. <laughs> I, like, we have, like, a couple other scenes of, like, Holly and Mia. And then, but when, when we go back to Lola... And Brent, Lola's dad announces her as queen of the dance, and Brent just has a paper hat on and a whistle hanging out of his mouth, just sitting there, like, dejectedly. hmm And there's this ethereal music and slow-mo as Lola gets crowned by her dad, and it's just like those, um, you know, like, British, like, paper crowns, um, and I, you never grew up, like, my family's from the UK. hmm so we always had poppers uh, at Christmas right. and it's the same kind of crown that you get from like poppers. Yeah, little
1: paper crowns. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then when we cut back to Jamie and Mia, they're like slow dancing, but she's really just like hanging onto him for dear life because she's like fucking wasted. Yeah.
1: Oh, and they also, in the like previous scene, she just was downing a bottle of some kind of liquor as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So they were smoking, they drank a lot, and I think Jamie like Convinces her to go get food inside because right. they need like something in their stomach. I'm surprised she's like standing. Well, she's not really because she's just like hanging on to him. Right. And then Mia gives him a hand job on the dance floor.
1: Starting, starting to. She's-
0: I don't. I I feel like it was heavily implied that her hand was down his pants. Yeah.
1: Probably. Well, ev- everyone's staring, <laughs> and you get you get a bunch of different reactions. Most people look disgusted, but there's this one guy who's like. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. and then they get kicked out of the dance from the principal. Why? (laughs) Uh, And then back to Lola and Brent, they're slow dancing. So like they pushed Brent up.
1: Yeah, but his feet are still nailed. Yeah,
0: so So he's he's just just standing in one spot and forth. Yeah, and then her dad is just fucking raining glitter all over them. And I love that scene of the glitter falling onto Brent's feet. Bloody feet. With, like, open knife wounds. And
1: then every time you look at the dad, he's, like, entranced with his daughter. Like, when he's dropping or when he's sprinkling the glitter on them, he's just staring at her with, like, this big smile like he's, like, a a proud papa. Yeah. You know? And it's, I think it's it's very unsettling for me.
0: Yep, yep. And then... It's that song, I'm Not Pretty Enough, that keeps playing throughout the whole movie. And that's what they're dancing to. And she says, when she gets married, she'll dance with her prince to this song. Mm-hmm. And I'm terrified to know if she ever got married, what that relationship would look like. Of <laughs> just like, what kind of man would.
1: She would have to find someone equally as psychotic as her.
0: Yeah, but also, like, just the length of the relationship. Like, he would need to be so attentive to her needs to actually stay alive long enough to get married. yeah, a little servant boy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then she, I think, calls him, like, a frog. She's like, you're not my prince. Oh, it's a prince? Yeah. And then she slow dances with her dad, and then she tells him... That he's the prince and that she's, and that he's the reason why she can't find, she says, find one that I like. Mm -hmm. And then she says, it's always been you, daddy.
1: (laughs) Hey, it's true love, okay?
0: Oh my God.
1: Don't shame
2: them.
0: (laughs) I hate watching this scene. It makes me so uncomfortable because then she like leans in for a kiss. And they're, like, they're going to kiss.
1: He kind of pulls back at first, and it looks like he's kind of rethinking it. But then he just starts to go for uh, it.
0: Girls. Very uncomfortable. Meanwhile, Brent remembers that he has a fucking razor blade in his pocket. hmm <laughs> I don't know how they didn't take it from him. Because it was around his neck. I guess he must have done it when he was in the tree. Anyway. Huh. Uh, so he sits down, and then that interrupts their kiss, and then all of a sudden goes from like kissing time to like dinner time for not them, but they open a trap door, a fucking trap door in the middle of the living room, and <laughs>
1: remember how we said this movie is very deep? Uh, yeah, it's deep more more than one way.
0: Ew. <laughs>
2: what? <laughs>
0: no.
1: Like, the basement.
0: Yeah, I get that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. They throw the possum down, and they, like, pour water, and you can hear these, like, creatures screeching. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And I feel like we keep dancing around The Descent with the movies that we've been watching recently. Oh, my God, yeah. I really want to watch The Descent. That was another one that we watched when we were dating, Mm -hmm. like, Really early on. I think that was our first Valentine's Day. I think we watched, I think we did a double feature. I think we watched My Bloody Valentine and then we watched The Descent
2: Hmm.
0: and we had a frozen pizza.
1: I remember the pizza.
0: Oh, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) And then they turn around to Brent after they like feed these creatures and Lola says that Brent is her first drilling.
2: The driller killer.
0: Oh no, yeah. <laughs> and her dad says the trick is not to go too far. So You can kind of see where this is going. And just the look of this scene of like Lola approaching Brent with the drill and like disco lights in the background and fucking glitter all over her face That's and ridiculous. her wearing this like paper crown. It yeah, it really is just a trip. And she drills into his head. And you can see, like, smoke, dust, like, skull dust, maybe. hmm And her dad assesses it and says that it's perfect. And then Brent is kind of, like, flashing through his family and Holly in his brain. and And right. he's kind of having, like, a, you know, his life flashing before his eyes kind of moment. Right. And you hear the tea kettle go off. And Lola explains that they boil the brains, basically, and, quote, like, it turns you into one of them. I remember the first time that I watched this movie with you, Mm -hmm. that, like, I was terrified at this thought of what they're doing. Boiled brains? I personally would never think of doing this to someone. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. It, it feels the the like... amount of kills and torture and yeah, everything in the hundreds of horror movies that I've seen, I've never thought of...
1: Right. This. This way of...
0: It's it, very it's, unique.
1: It's, it's like, like a lobotomy, essentially. Yeah, They're yeah. just like walking bodies, you know?
0: Yeah. But just like the... Anything. Like when I think about someone like drilling into my skull and then pouring boiling hot water into it and Mm -hmm. making my brain, like, a smoothie, essentially. Like, it's truly terrifying to me.
2: Right. I get that, yeah.
0: Like, the the subsequent watches, it's not as terrifying. Mm -hmm. So, I feel like that's why, and I'll get to it later, like, I liked the first watch of this movie better Mm, than I do, like, subsequent watches because I just, like, I feel like it is really, like, a twist because, you know, they go from being just kind of, like, psychopathic, like... Kidnappers. Yeah, and, like, regular kind of, like, you know, we're gonna carve your chest open and kill you kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I say regular, like, you know, that's regular, (laughs) but... But then they go to this, like, next level of keeping these boys, and she killed her first one, or not killed, but, you know, Mm -hmm. brain slurried her first boy (laughs) in, like, elementary school. So this... Right. Poor kid has been, like, maturing and growing up as, like, a weird creature, like, in her basement.
1: Yeah, so we learned that these three individuals that are in the basement are, like, her past victims. They're just crawling around, and it, like, just, it looked like loincloths, pretty much. Um, but you could you could see the carvings in each one of their chests mm-hmm. as well.
0: And then, so Lola goes to pour the water into Brent's head and she accidentally, like, burns her dad's arm. And then she goes to pour again and there's this tension music, like, Mm -hmm. instrumentals of just, you're waiting for her to do it. And then all of a sudden she stops and she's like, I can't do it. Can you make the hole bigger? And, because I guess this is the first time she's, Doing right, all the steps herself.
1: Which, when she pulls back and she's like, "I can't do it," you get this like slight. You can breathe a little bit. You are like, "Oh fuck, okay." There's, yeah. There is a chance that he. Can
0: yeah, get. he can get out.
1: But then she's like, "You got to make the hole bigger." Yeah. And it's like, "Oh, are you fucking." And then you me? think,
0: like, okay, maybe like he's because he has the razor blade, so you are like, okay, maybe he can like get out of here before you know he makes this hole bigger. No, like, the dad starts drilling his head again.
1: And that that's one of my notes here, where not a lot of movies will, quote-unquote, go there. A lot yeah. of these movies, it'll go right up into where she's about to, like, put the drill to his head, and then something will happen and disrupt it. Yeah, him. no, his but they head show is like, drilled. Yeah, it's insane.
0: And the second time that he gets his head drilled, like, we see it from behind, and we just see, like, Lola's face... Mm-hmm. while this is happening. And, like, the back of Brent and, like, the back screaming. of her dad... Yeah, screeching, and uh he's got his head, like, in a headlock and the drill, like, to his forehead.
2: hmm
0: And Brent slashes her dad with the razor after, like, cutting himself free and then completely fucks uh, her dad up with the knife from his feet. And he just looks super gnarly standing there with, like, a razor blade in one hand and then just, like, a knife from his feet in the other, and he's just got blood everywhere. Like, blood is pouring out of his skull.
2: Right.
0: And then Lola and Brent, like, wrestle a little bit, and he, like, punches her square in the nose a couple times, and I wrote, like, a shark LOL. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Brent pushes her dad into the trap door, and all the boyfriends have dinner. I like that. Yeah. And uh, he drops down there, too, thanks to Lola, and she closes the trap door. Then we cut really quick back to Jamie and Mia, and Jamie drops off Mia, and she's, like, fucking junk off her ass. Oh, they had sex at some point during all this was happening. Right. (laughs) During the uh, brain drilling. Which, by the way, Jamie, I gotta take a knock off him for not having uh, full consent from Mia. But besides that, I really liked him as a character.
1: Well, it cuts right to them having sex. They don't... Well, yeah, she's way inebriated. Never mind. You're,
0: yes. you're correct. Yes. I mean, he's also very <clears throat> inebriated, so... Yeah. Neither of... I mean, they're both underage. Never mind. Neither of them can consent anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so he drops off Mia, and, like, her dad helps her inside, or she she's able to walk into the house, but he goes... Must have danced her off her feet.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: like he's so cute, so and, creepy. Like, yeah, and like I wish I had seen him more with Brent because, like, really, we just see him as like this like standalone right. event of him taking Mia to the dance, and then we never see him again. That's the last time we see him. Oh, yeah. And then Lola is obviously very upset that her daddy and the love of her life died, and then she goes to smother her mom with a pillow. Brent is alone in the hole with a flashlight, and that's pretty much all that we see of him down there, because, you know, we're like, okay, I don't know how he's going to get out. Yeah, I
1: mean, he himself is looking for a way out, and you can see the spotlight going around the room, and you see just piles of, like, bones and carcasses.
0: Yeah. Then we cut back to Holly, and she remembers Brent saying Lola Stone asked him out. She calls the chief of police, and he heads to Lola's home, and he sees that there's, like, a shit ton of blood inside. Like, he's peeking through the windows and stuff, and he breaks in. No backup, though. I know.
1: I, know, I hate that. Just call it in. That's it. All you have to do, two seconds. Yeah. Call it in.
0: Brent hears him come in the house mm-hmm. and chucks his flashlight up at the trap door to make some noise. Right. And then the chief of police opens up the trap door, but Lola is right behind him. And that angle is great because, like, you're you're seeing it happen from what would be Brent's perspective.
1: Yeah, you're in the pit with him. So you're seeing his hope yeah. arrive. And, and then slowly,
0: then. yeah, Which, not even slowly, she just fucking uh, puts a cleaver through his skull.
1: Yeah, I don't... Okay. I don't have any personal history or experience on putting a cleaver in someone's face.
0: Given the it fact went, that she could not, like, drill through his skull immediately, and right. her dad had to be, like, use two hands.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, the, she delivered that cleaver, like, very far into this man's skull. I can't imagine. I mean, the
0: yeah, his head just, like, split open. Needs. Yeah. And then Brent grabs the gun from the police chief, but unfortunately just shoots the disco ball several times and misses Lola. And then Lola has her burn book and grabs his razor blade necklace and she's going to go to Brent's house and stab his mom and Holly. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And then she's like walking alone on the road with a knife, the book and her shoes and she's singing to herself and she sees a car Which we can tell from a distance that it's Holly's car. And Mm -hmm. Lola walks off the road and then she chucks the burn book at the windshield and you just see, like, the pages fly everywhere. Right. And then there's this moment of tension again where, like, same thing as before with, like, the the drill and the hot water where it's just, like, this, like, kind of high-pitched noise. Mm Mm-hmm that's holding and holly looks down at her necklace and realizes is that it's brent's uh, Brent's razor blade all of a sudden the noise like cuts there so it's silence and then there's just like this girl fight ensuing Mm -hmm. and there's no other way better to describe it than it's just a girl fight like
2: right yeah
0: because they're both screaming and like Pulling each yeah, other's hair so. and, you know, tossing over the knife. And Holly ends up, I think, kicking her in the face and then running off. And Holly's a fast runner. Mm-hmm. Like, she's she's got some distance on her. And then Brent realizes that he can actually, like, pile up all the bodies and the bones to climb out. And then he hijacks the chief of police's car. And he comes right up on this like chase scene happening between Holly and Lola. Brent successfully like swerves around Holly, thankfully, and then runs over Lola. And I think that it's like Yeah. I think that it's like he was looking back to make sure like that Holly was okay and then doesn't even realize that he's about to hit Lola and then It was an
1: act. Complete accident. Again, it was an accident,
0: way. yeah. <laughs> and uh full circle with accidentally running over people.
1: That's what I wrote in my
0: notes. Yeah. <laughs> Holly gets in the car, and I'm like, I'm dead at her scream when she sees Brent for, like, oh, the first yeah. time again. And Yeah, uh, he's super he's, fucked up. Yeah, because <laughs> she's, like, she's, like, screaming, running away from Lola, but then gets in the car and then screams when she sees right. him. And uh, there's this... Beautiful wide-angle shot of the police car and Lola slowly crawling uh, with the assistance of the knife in the pavement. I love it. I love
2: it. shot. With, like, her
0: her leg all fucked up.
2: Yeah, and
1: if you look, her one wrist...
0: um, Yeah, her bones are sticking out.
1: Yeah, so she's crawling on her elbow on this knife and you hear this, like, thud, ting, thud, ting. Yeah. She's, like, crawling across this asphalt.
0: And Holly and Brent in the car... Like, look back, look at each other, and then, like, look back again.
1: Throw that bitch in reverse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did, did a popper in reverse Oh, <laughs> from Markiplier in space. Um, and I want to know why you didn't laugh at Lola's head smacking into the bumper. Because you laugh every goddamn time that Georgie and it... Runs into the guardrail, and I want to know why you didn't fucking laugh at this.
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because it's, it's such a quick edit. and I don't know. I, I'm now thinking of Georgie hitting his head, and it's just this hollow, like,
0: <laughs> Stop laughing at it.
1: <laughs> oh, God, I love it. And that's... That's it. That's the movie. Oh
0: well, the mom hugs them both when oh they drive they, back. To yeah, they Brent's get home, moms. and then yeah. the last scene is her hugging them. And I want to know why she's just completely unfazed by the gigantic hole in her fucking son's I, head. I think at
1: this point she's just relieved I mean, just to yeah. see him.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think that at this point too, it's kind of like the closure of you know she's finally embracing her son again. Yeah. Figuratively and literally, right. Closing thoughts.
1: Oh my god! I mean, I I love this movie so much. Yeah. I I still can't put like an exact reason, like the golden thing, why I love this movie hmm. so much. There's something there that I can't fully explain, but there's a bunch of little examples that I love. Um, I do <clears throat> have a couple of like knocks against it, and. A lot of it's just like editing. Like the the scene where Brent is in the pit and he shoots the disco yeah. ball. There's this weird edit where it's like um I don't know, it repeats the gunshot a bunch of times and it zooms mm-hmm. in on his face.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: I'm I'm sure there was a reason for it. It just it didn't click with me. It wasn't mm-hmm. effective for me. Um little just little tiny stuff like that uh but with my rating i'm gonna give this one at 8.5 out of 10
0: oh going with the half score again Mm -hmm. okay
1: i'm gonna explore the the half scores when i when i can (laughs) okay (laughs) i don't know (laughs) just some variation i guess
0: joe had like jazz fingers going when he said that um my closing thoughts i mean besides what i already said about like I wish that there was more of all the characters together, because, like, the... I
1: agree with that, yeah. The
0: Jamie and Mia scene is so, like, self-contained in its own little bubble, and I understand it's there for, like, comedic relief, but sometimes it didn't land well, because I just wanted to be mm-hmm. with Brent and Lola, and, yeah.
1: I, I feel like you could nix almost all of the scenes between them two and not change the story at all.
0: Yeah, I mean, I probably wouldn't laugh uh at all during the movie. Right. If they cut all that, but
1: at least we could get the end where there's a scene where the chief of police is in his bedroom and they show a quick picture of Mia and her brother who went missing mm-hmm. who was the who was the guy who they um Brent almost ran over in the very beginning of the movie.
0: Yeah. I mean, thinking about it that way, I guess it's more about Mia than it is about Jamie. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, I don't really feel like it's scary. Okay, let me kind of qualify this. Yeah. I, on my first watch, I was terrified by the whole prospect of like what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I really sit and think about it, like when I sit with it, it is still terrifying to me. But now, like, on a, I think this might be my third rewatch, it's not really scary. It's just more, like, unsettling and unnerving and uncomfortable at times.
1: And that that's because you know what's coming? Yeah. Did I, did I explain the movie or did I tell you what it was about the first no. time you watched it? So you went in blind the first time? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. I think that you just said that it was, like, a really mm-hmm. fucked up horror movie.
1: I think this I think this is the way to to experience it is to kinda of go in blind, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which you're but. kinda screwed if you listen to this episode and then you go to see oh, yeah, it. Yeah, so. I'm
0: sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so I really I wish that I could watch this again for the first time. Yeah. Because so I actually have two different ratings and Okay. If we're going off of first watch, mm-hmm. nine out of ten.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
0: If we're going on subsequent watches, 7 out of 10. Okay. I don't know if I should just, like, split the difference, but I, re- I think I'm uh, sticking with 7 out of 10. That's fair. But just, like, that first watch, there, and I don't know if it, it like you said, if it was just nostalgia factor of, like, when I watched it for the first time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But, like, that first watch was, like, so perfect. <laughs> and then... Like not saying that it's not a good movie, but like,
2: right? It, it no, does no, change. yeah, I,
1: I, I get what you mean. Yeah. Um, <clears throat>
0: I think that twist was so integral to me to the entire movie that it's like it is fucked up in its own right. But the twist of like what they were doing, yeah, was what really got me.
1: So, uh, yay or nay on rewatchability for this? Yeah, I think
0: I think it's rewatchable. Okay. Like, I don't think it's one of those ones where, like, Stay Alive, I literally watched twice in one week, and I could watch it another two times. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know why, but (laughs) so, but with this one, like, I I need a couple years in between. Okay. I think it's, like, forgetting some of the things that happen make it better, you know?
1: Yeah, get as close as you can to, like, the first time watching it without knowing anything. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's good. Yeah. I like hearing that.
0: I like that this one was, uh, one, like one of your favorites, but mm-hmm. kind of recently discovered in your life.
1: Yeah. I, <clears throat> I wanted to make sure that, like, our picks for this, um, I wanted to kind of mix it up a little bit. So obviously, my last pick, you know, The Shining, everyone knows about it. Um, but I do have, a couple of picks that I feel like not a lot of people have heard about it or watched. This was one of them. I definitely have another one that it's a little more popular, but I feel like hopefully we'll get a couple people watching it who haven't seen it before.
0: Yeah. So, Like we said in the beginning, uh, this is available on Pluto TV for mm-hmm. free, completely free.
1: If you can just stand the commercial, there's a lot of commercials.
0: Uh, yeah. Which kind of honestly <laughs> takes maybe, you out of
1: it a little bit. Yeah. So I, if you could get on Blu-ray, I know it's on Amazon, you can get it through that. Yes. Um.
0: Yeah. Highly recommend checking it out if you haven't seen it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I do believe it has like a little bit of a cult following too. Yeah. Do you have anything else?
1: No, I I don't. I think. um, <clears throat> I'm eager to know what your your next pick is and.
0: Uh, I mean, no, I you don't have the same. Yeah, I actually don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't decided. Okay, cool. I know All that right. there's one of my movies that needs to be specifically timed with a date, but I already have that figured out, so oh, I'm not. Okay, uh, it's gonna be a twin cost, I guess. Gotcha. For the next one. Okay, yeah. cool.
1: All right. Um, so just as a reminder, guys, we are on Instagram and Twitter at Partners in Fright.
0: At Partners in Fright podcast. <laughs>
1: Okay, I'm going to get this. (laughs) It will happen, I promise you.
0: Maybe we should just have me do the outro.
1: Uh, I'm going to have it written here somewhere.
0: He's referencing to our pillow fort that we record in. Like, we're going to fucking put up some post-it notes in here.
1: Other than that, extremely professional.
0: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) We have a receptionist. It's official. Anywho, Partners in Fright Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Mm Mm-hmm. And we would love it if you left us a review. Uh, that would be super cool. We did just gain another review on Apple Podcasts, which oh my. we were very excited about.
1: Yeah. And if any of you guys have seen this movie, I would love to talk to you about it because I don't think I've met any other person that's seen this.
0: Well, besides your roommate. Other than,
1: yeah, other than Tyler. Um, so, yeah, if you love it, hate it, let us know. Let
0: yeah. I would love to hear it. Please DM us. So thank you for sticking through our, like, I feel like we're trying to find our, like, sweet spot of, like, episode length. And they just keep getting longer. So, We're trying to shoot
1: for an hour. But,
0: uh, <laughs> but thank yeah. you for listening to us for so long. And we will see you next week.
2: All right. See you guys.